0: welcome to the true masculine project my name is eric i'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity on this show we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be if you are new to the show welcome and you may want to head on over to the intro episode uh describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here and for the rest of us on to the show Hey, and welcome to the show. On today's episode, I have my special guest with me.
1: Hi, guys. Good to be back.
0: And we're going to talk about some relationship communication things. Uh, figured there'd be a nice switch up from the Iron John series that we had been doing. And it's not that we are perfect like this. It's always a work in progress. But the uh, I've had a couple long-term relationships that I think fell apart due to my inability to communicate Also, just picking bad partners in general, but not being able to to speak to someone in a way that's productive or able to share things that I actually cared about sort of caused the inevitable downfall of those relationships or, frankly, was the reason why I was in relationships I shouldn't have been in in the first place. What I wanted to do today was share a couple of uh, tips that Sarah and I use um, to try to keep things uh, going and nice and fluffy. Which, like I said, nothing's perfect. But this is the uh, the best relationship that I've ever had. And yeah. I would say <laughs> that is largely due to the communication. Now, it is important and cannot be uh, stated enough that mate selection in the first place is going to be more important than any communication that you try to do with this person. If you chose someone... And it wasn't because of things that you actually care about, but because they just happened to be there or were interested and you were lonely. Uh, Nine times out of ten, that relationship is going to work out. I think that the divorce rate is so high because people get together because of uh, just the emotional rush that you get when you meet a new person. Um, You can be the best communicator in the world, but if you're communicating with the wrong person, that's not going to make a difference so make sure that when you choose a mate, it's done uh, consciously, you know, with intent and you've sort of picked out the traits that you want in a person in the first place. Uh, there's an episode on that if you want to go back and listen to that one. This is things to sort of use that after you've recognized that, OK, this is the type of person that I can spend, see myself spending my life with or at least want to get to know more. Uh, that's when these types of things are going to come into effect. So, the uh, another big thing here is that don't assume that your partner thinks like you. Um, in fact, you guys probably don't think or feel the same way about a ton of things. And the assumption that, well, I would do this, so for them not to do this is some sort of slight against me. Also probably causes a ton of problems. Uh, dudes, don't expect your woman to communicate like a man because she is not one. And you don't want to hold her to the highest masculine standard where she's just come out and say what she means. Um, That's not going to happen 100% of the time. Do you have any thoughts or opinions on that as far as uh, communication styles and feelings about people doing things on accident or otherwise?
1: Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, but there's you and I definitely communicate differently. And we've had some trial and error with figuring that out. And honestly, we've had to communicate about how we communicate too. Um, I think we've both had instances where we've wrongly made the assumption that the other person understood what we meant or would react the, to something the same way that we would. And that assumption with in any relationship, not just... romantic one is always going never going to end up well
0: for sure and on the the meta or the conversation about conversations defining terms like what actual uh, what words actually mean to you or what do you mean when you say a word uh, is important like for example an easy one that we use is that we only use the word important for things that are actually important Uh, if everything's important nothing is important so, like, if I don't really care about something, I'm not going to say it's important. Um, now, if I really want you to go with me, let's just say, to some friend outing, and I say it's important, um, that means that I would really, really, really like you to go. Now, uh, that's something that we've done and has elevated the way that it makes it easier to communicate across how you actually feel about an event or um, a circumstance. That way, the other person can make adjustments in the relationship, right? Relationships are about give and take. And any relationship is going to take work, but to know when things are important to a partner or not are going to, uh, to help a lot. Has that made a difference, um, you think, in the way that we've been able to connect with the defining of terms, in your opinion?
1: I think so. We have done that with using the word important for, you know, since early on in our relationship. And I think especially kind of at the beginning when we were still figuring out each other and figuring out dynamics, I think it was really helpful because I, as somebody who is an introvert and likes to stay home most of the time, I knew if you told me going with you to an event was important that I was going to go. But also that you weren't going to use that word or that phrasing in a situation where it didn't actually really mean something to you and vice versa for me.
0: For sure. Uh, I mean, you're not in my head, right? So, how would you know, especially because we both view social engagements differently? Like, sometimes I don't want to leave the house, but once I get out, I want to stay out of the house for like forever, which is the exact opposite for you. So, how would you know if an event actually meant something to me unless I had a way of communicating that directly to you, right? Like, hey, I feel differently about this event. Um, than some other event, even though my behavior on the outside may look exactly the same once we get there. Now, uh, there's something else I want to bring up here, and this is about keeping a relationship together, and it has to do with the way sort of hormones work in the brain. So early on in relationships, it's going to be easier to sort of overlook bad communication and to keep things together uh, just because of the way that the cocktail works, which is basically saying, hey, these are two new people and we're trying to make a baby. Uh, I think where you have a lot of relationship breakdown is that once the honeymoon phase sort of dies down, you have to go back to real life, then you'll need to be able to communicate with each other in a way that um, allows a long-standing partnership to take place and you can sort of set um, you know I guess rules, which sounds weird, but everything needs engagement rules of engagement, right? Even in a relationship, but it's not sexy, but it helps things work. For example, you'll need to put things in place to stay connected to your partner when the biological drive to do so uh, may not always be there because they're there all the time, right? You go to work, you come home, he or she is there, and it's going to be important, there's that word again, to set up sort of like, okay, we go on a date this many times a month or Um, However much attention you need or connected activity time in the way that you need it needs to be communicated directly uh, to that person. Like uh, Here's an easy one. Sitting on the couch together with Sarah for me counts as connection time, even if there's TV on in the background. But if I'm correct here, I feel like that doesn't really do the same thing for you as it does for me.
1: You're right. It doesn't. And this is a great example of um, us having to communicate like expectations and things like that with each other and get on the same page. Because while I love and enjoy, you know, laying on the couch and just watching TV with you, that doesn't feel like true connection time to me because we are not just focused on each other. Like we're on our phones and we're watching TV, like true, truly feeling deep connection with you doesn't come from that for for
0: me. So this goes back to the first point of don't assume that people think or feel the way that you do. Like I don't want her to feel underappreciated or uh, that I don't care about maintaining the emotional connection to her in our relationship. So if I do something like I'm sitting there like, okay, this is us maintaining a bond, but to her or to your partner, whatever doesn't matter. That does not count as maintaining the bond. And you guys never talk about okay, when uh, what makes you feel connected? Uh, what what do you what do I do uh, that makes you feel appreciated? Or if there's things that make you feel unappreciated or disrespected, for for example, if you never really talk that out, then you're just sort of guessing, and you're gonna have problems when both of you are running on assumptions that are different. And speaking of problems, let's talk about conflict um, because it's going to be the coming back together from misunderstandings that's going to keep your relationship together and not some shitty one where you just stay together for the kids like they did in the fucking 1930s, uh, but one that you actually enjoy for however long that you're on this planet. Um, Once again, the they got married and lived happily ever after thing worked for everybody um, in the 1700s because you all died at 30. But now that we are living a lot longer, you have to maintain a joyous connection with someone for longer. Or, you know, you just resign yourself to being miserable in a relationship. I don't think that that's a way to live. Uh, so knowing how you guys communicate when there are misunderstandings or conflict in a relationship is important. For example, I, unless, like, once I get, as long as I'm not super angry, I can pretty much talk about Whatever but i'm going to do it at like an elevated vocal tone and a lot of the times it doesn't mean that i am mad at you or i'm trying to like beat your what you have to say down or i don't want to hear it i just tend to communicate with a lot of emotion now it's uh it's my understanding that's almost the exact opposite and i know that sometimes i get a little too heated in a conversation and that sort of causes you to shut down. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. My natural reaction to conflict is avoidance. And I know that about myself. um, But that was something that you and I had to learn how to communicate with each other because our approaches to conflict are very different. And, Whereas I kind of shut down and try and avoid naturally, you know, you are very direct and, um, like you said, he- heated, animated. Um, if something.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes I can jump to some conclusions about things that, about what you said, wasn't how you meant. And I try to do a better job of communicating, like, hey, you said this. Did you mean, like, these words came out of your mouth, but when they hit my head, this is what I heard. So is this what you meant, or did you mean something else by that situation? Um, Now, ideally, I get to that point before, like, the argument even starts. And that's on me to make sure that I'm not taking something that someone said and misconstruing that into something that ends up being a problem. And then, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you get to the point where I'm just really too upset to even talk about a situation anymore because it moves from wanting to solve the problem to not nah, just want to win or try to hurt you because now I feel bad. I don't want to do that to you, obviously. And if you're in a relationship with someone, you shouldn't use that as a tool. Um, so people, you need to know you need to know yourselves. Um, and meditation helps with that because you can sort of feel where you are, like on your emotional spectrum.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, we honestly, very rarely argue. And generally, when we do argue, or when we find ourselves kind of on the cusp of an argument and are trying to actually talk about it, it usually comes down to just a lack of communication. You know, very rarely is there like something really serious that we disagree on that we want to argue about. It's usually it usually comes down to just I interpreted something that you said in a way that you didn't actually mean it or vice versa. Or, you know, what you said made me feel a certain type of way. But that wasn't the intention of your statement. That was me drawing my own meaning without clarifying if that's actually what you meant.
0: Yeah, so, and you'll see that there's sort of a theme that a lot of the times that we have arguments or problem is going to be based on a miscommunication on sort of the receiver's point. Uh, You get that when you choose someone who sort of matches with what you want on the major stuff. It's my opinion that, um, like, if you don't match on major stuff, there's no amount of communication, stills that's going to fix that. Uh, let's use an easy one, is religion. Like if you love Jesus and I don't love Jesus, there's no amount of communication in a relationship that's going to fix that if your religion is important to you. And I think that it's nonsense, you know, for an example. Uh, we can't talk always around that. That's a major point in people's lives. We agree on a lot of the major things. We sort of sat down and had a talk about that. You know, stuff like kids, is that important, not important? Religion, is that important, not important? Those things need to be done so that your relationship is structured correctly. And then from that, the the rest of it gets a lot easier. And now a brief word for one of our sponsors, Audible. Hey guys, on this show, I talk about books a lot, uh, but not everybody has time to sit down and read a book. I personally like to read one when I'm on the way to work, but how can you read and drive at the same time? <laughs> I got a solution for you, my friend. That is Audible, books with the rate of change in today's world you're going to make sure that you stay competitive in the marketplace and the way that you do that is going to be through knowledge the people who are continuing to expand their skills are going to be the ones who end up doing what they want to do um, in this life and audible elijah allows, allows you to stay up to date on any topic that you want while you don't have to sit down and read a book physically you could do it while driving like i mentioned or you can also do it at the gym it frees you up to double uh, your productivity which in turn doubles your results i've recently started the art of impossible by steven cutler aka the flow research guy Um, and it's been pretty interesting as far as how to engineer flow more into your daily life so that you can get more done and feel better about it. Start a 30-day trial and your first book is free. Go to audibletrialcom mp podcast to get started. That's audibletrial.com/truemp PODCAST and now back to the show. Okay, so another thing that you want to make sure and that's going to even enable all this communication in the first place is that there should be no shame for people expressing the things that they want in the relationship. The relationship itself needs to be a secure place to talk about things without uh, judgment. And this is just not you feeling safe to say things, but also being able to accept what your partner says back to you as their true feelings. Um, How do you feel about that?
1: I completely agree with you. If you, if, if a person doesn't feel safe to communicate their true feelings, their true desires, what have you, with their partner without feeling judged by them or ashamed, then you're never truly going to have fully open communication.
0: Right. And the, the whole point of a, of a relationship is that you have somebody that you feel seen by, that there's no need to hide things from in this relationship Um, your partner should have your best interests at heart uh, basically 24 7 so you also don't want to take uh, what they say back to you as some sort of personal attack or if you talk about wanting to do something and then you know he or she brings up like hey you haven't been doing xyz Um, and this is something that i have to think about a lot because it's easier for me to sort of put that but he's just some sort of thing outside the bounds of a relationship but I also don't want to treat her like she can't hold me to things that I say because that's not true either um so you want to make sure that whatever comes out of your partner's mouth that you understand that they have the your best interests at heart and if they don't or you're sort of questioning if they have your best interests at heart I would question why you would even be in that relationship in the first place
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about always operating under the assumption that your partner wants the best for you. Um, And that can be really helpful in a moment when you are triggered because you will be in relationships and taking that, being able to, you know, take that moment to communicate with them about what their actual intentions were, what the meaning behind what they said or did was, or, you know how you interpreted something is going to, in a lot of cases, stop the escalation into like a full-blown argument.
0: Okay, so a little how-to slash summary section of the things that we've covered today. One, uh, you want to define terms so that when you use a word, he or she understands what you mean by that word. And uh, if something is important in our example, it is actually important and it's not something that you use all the time. Uh, Remember that words are just ways to convey feelings to another person. Uh, We've got dictionaries and everything else for how to communicate outside your relationship, but if a word inside a relationship means something to you, that's up to you guys to decide, and no one else. But you have to sit down and actually define these terms out with your partner. So if you haven't had a conversation with them about what certain words mean, or how they feel when you use certain words, uh, now would be a good time to do so.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that it's important to do these things early on in the relationship. Um, It can feel a little bit scary, I think, when the relationship is just kind of getting established, and you don't fully have comfort yet in the inside of the relationship but these are the kinds of things that doing them early on are going to set you up for successful communication in the long term
0: remember that because you feel so type of way about something or something would make you feel a certain type of way an example hanging on the couch is a way for me to feel connected but does not count for her Uh, you're going to want to define those things as well. A person feeling appreciated is going to go a long way in terms of making your relationship go smoothly.
1: And along those same lines, something that is going to help in this process is understanding your partner's love languages and what it is that they value. So, for example... My primary love language is acts of service and Eric's is physical touch. So they're different, but he knows that acts of service are very important to me. and Like cleaning the upstairs bathroom? Yes, like cleaning the upstairs bathroom. And those are ways that I'm going to feel like he's expressing love for me every day and showing appreciation for me when I do things for him.
0: Another side note, look at us, three side notes on the same point, is that if your partner um, receives appreciation or feels appreciated in a way that is foreign to you, um, it's going to take effort, more effort from you to, to do those sort of things, but that's going to pay off in your relationship. For example, if they like gifts and you're not big on receiving gifts, but they are, then whenever you go to to buy things you're going to want to make sure that they are really thoughtful so that the um the feeling you're trying to convey to them comes across the next thing is understand how you guys communicate in conflict this is going to be the big one if you can't have a conversation while upset Um, They need to know that you just need to verbally say like, hey, I'm a little like this is getting a little too heated for me. I want to walk away for maybe 30 minutes to an hour and then we can come back and finish this conversation when I am not um, when I'm in a different emotional state. So that way you can have a productive conversation and not just one that causes more hurt feelings.
1: Absolutely. And if you are on if you're the other person in that, like if that doesn't feel normal to you to take a break, and that's not necessarily what you want to do, it's important to understand that you still need to allow that from your partner in order for the argument to cons- continue on constructively. So sometimes that involves doing something that you don't necessarily feel like is the ideal way for you to handle a situation because it honors what your partner needs at the, at the moment.
0: And lastly, that none of this works if one, you chose poorly, or two, you guys judge each other for things that you say in your relationship. The relationship needs to be a judgment-free box where you are both free to make the statements that you want to make about the lives that you want to lead. Now, whether you guys decide to continue to go along with what each other's wants are or, or two separate things than judging someone for them speaking their their mind saying what they need out of the relationship if the relationship is going to continue because at the end of the day you guys should have each other's backs and have your best interests in mind all right we're gonna close it up there um sarah say bye to the people bye people she will see you guys again soon um and as a lot so i love you be good to each other and see you next week Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, If you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at True, T-R-U-E, M-P, underscore, podcast. See you next time.